good evening and welcome to the good, the bad and the podcast. The show where we take a given movie genre and look at those good examples, those bad examples, and those movies that are so ugly you wouldn't even want to suck their blood. Hello, I'm Mark. Hey, I'm Kelly. And I'm Charles. <laughs> what what's wrong with your voice, Charles? <laughs> I have a cold. Do you have a cold? Cold, yeah. <laughs> a little bit of colds. A little bit. I think we all do. I think we're all uh, suffering from some sort of bug. It is. My apologies. Maybe the bug that Renfield ate in that cell of his. Or Nicolas Cage in Vampire's Kiss. <laughs> yeah, because today we are talking about movies that explore the character of Dracula and also Nicolas Cage's Vampire's Kiss because we had to talk about it. <laughs> We couldn't resist. <laughs> you can't not talk about this movie when you talk about any sort of uh, Dracula genre. So, Charles, what are our titles? Because I can't keep them straight in my head. Okay, so we've got the... Hold on. <coughs> Sorry. we got the original <laughs> Dracula from 1931. Uh, that's the one, the classic one, the universal movie that stars Bela Lugosi. Uh, we have Vampire's Kiss from 1988, as you just mentioned. We have Bram Stoker's Dracula from 92 which is the Gary Oldman one directed by Francis Ford Coppola. And last but maybe least, we have the Dracula 3D <laughs> from 2012, I believe. So, mm-hmm. um, which is from Dario Argento, the, the mastermind behind Suspiria and many other classic horror movies. Yeah, so this is kind of a little addendum episode, Good Bad Podcast, to our uh, 31 Days of Horror which are exploring all the the vampire movies, so we couldn't resist doing it for a Halloween episode. It's the yeah. day before Halloween, so <laughs> yes, we're getting ready. All Halloween, Hall- everybody. What is the day before Halloween called? Up north. Um, well, Halloween Halloween is Hallow's Eve, so it's the eve of November first, I think. Okay. So I thought there was something. The holiday is already an eve. I thought there was like something right the day, night before too. Anyway, Maybe. I think I think you're right, Charles. I don't know what it is though. Oh well. Anyway. Uh, okay. All right. So, uh, yeah, I think Kelly, you're starting us out. We're going to, so this is kind of a little bit different episode, um, because we all kind of collectively agreed which one is going to be, which we haven't told you, shared it with you guys, but we all already know. So, um, uh, we all picked them collectively and, and really it started out because I wanted to talk about vampires kiss, but Kelly, if you want to go ahead and start us out with the original Dracula. Okay, so Dracula from 1931. The synopsis is short and sweet on IMDb. It is the ancient vampire Count Dracula arrives in England and begins to prey upon the virtuous young Mina. All right, we have a trailer here. I am Dracula. A moment ago, I stumbled upon a most amazing phenomenon. Something so incredible, I mistrust my own judgment. Look. Dracula. The very mention of the name brings to mind things so evil, so fantastic, so degrading. You wonder if it isn't all a dream, a nightmare. Rats, 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 thousands, millions of them, 
But no, this is no dream. This is Dracula, the original terrifying story of a maniac and a man who lived after death, lived on human blood, took the form of a vampire bat and lured innocent girls to a fate truly worse than death. Dracula? Oh, what, what's he done to you, dear? Tell me. He came to me. He opened a thing in his arms, and he made me drink. And we are back. That was Dracula, the classic. So I reviewed this one for 31 Days of Horror, and I was really impressed by it. I don't think I'd ever seen it before all the way through. And uh, the tone and mood they're able to strike was really great. And obviously, Lugosi, I mean, I don't know what else I can say that hasn't already been said about this performance and how iconic it is. But he really did transform himself and become this otherworldly character in Dracula and really live the part. And it's it's his accent and his look that has become, as we said before, inseparable from the character. So uh, mm. because I was actually watching a, a thing. Um, I don't know if you guys listen to the Angry Video Game Nerd or um, Cinemassacre. No. But he does he, he every year he does uh, kind of his, his uh, version of 31 Days of Horror, so to speak. Uh, it's called Monster Madness, and he reviews different films. And anyway, he was going to compare, and one of them, he compared all the Dracula movies. And I didn't know this because I haven't read the book. Um, have you guys read the book? I think Kelly mm-hmm. said she did, right? So yeah. I've listened to like the first third on audiobook, but I haven't gotten through the whole thing. Well, so uh, he was actually saying that like Dracula in the book isn't described anything like Bela Lugosi. Um, so it's kind of fascinating to me that his character is so iconic that – it's what people think of. They yeah. don't think of the book. That's the thing they think of. Yeah. Um, and, and so for me, that's why this is my favorite Dracula movie. Uh, he's, he's my favorite Dracula. Um, and they, it's something else that I always think is pretty fascinating that most people don't uh, realize is that when they made this movie in 31, they also made a Spanish version of it uh, where the, the Spanish crew would, the, they would come in after hours during the nighttime, make their movie Using the same sets and same everything, and then the huh. then the Velagozi and his crew they would come in and film their thing during the day. So it, it's kind of fascinating. Um, and the movies are, you know, as you'd expect, they're similar, but they're also very different. The Spanish one is, I think, like thirty minutes longer, I, I, if I'm not mistaken. And uh, Micah hates that version. We talked about this. I was kind of hoping he'd be able to come on here and talk about it more, but. Uh, he really hates that version. He thinks the actor that plays Dracula is terrible. Um, I like it a lot, and I think that some of the camera work is really interesting in that movie. They move the camera a lot more, so it feels a lot more modern. Huh. But even so, this I love this version of Dracula. Yeah, you know, I, I don't... It is so iconic, and it is so moody and so atmospheric, and I, but... I, to be honest, I think I feel similarly, not exactly the same, but similarly at, about it as I do about Nosferatu, which is that, you know, it's a must see. It's so iconic. It's amazing in a lot of ways, but I don't, it's not one that I yearn to rewatch over and over. You know what I mean? I yeah. appreciate it more than I actually 
like the experience of sitting down to watch it because it, it can be kind of slow moving at times, which doesn't always bother me. But I don't know, for some reason, I, I kind of I get a, a little impatient when I'm watching Dracula. I could see yeah, that. and I kind of mentioned that in the review as well. It's I was thinking about this because there's two lenses that we often look in movies on the podcast, and one of them is more Charles, the Charles Michael lens of like the cinephilic, like loving a movie for its iconicness and its impact on Hollywood versus just the layman's lens of looking at a movie for how engaging it is and what a like good storytelling. So I think this one is more on the the you know iconic. Uh, for all of those cinephiles who really love movies rather than like wanting to sit down and like, yeah, what's, you know, what's going to happen next? Yeah. Also, also the, the uh, bat effect was not the greatest at the time of just like you yeah. know, a bat on a string flying around. <laughs> but it's better um, than Dracula 3D. He's owl effect. <laughs> well, we'll, we'll debate that. We'll hash that out in a couple of minutes. All right, Charles. <laughs> okay. Let's just, let's just put a pin in that for a second. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Put a talon in it, you mean? Yeah, put a talon in it. Uh, yeah. All right. All right. Want to go to the second movie? Yeah. Sure. All right. So this is going to be for Vampire's Kiss. Um, <laughs> and, and really, it has nothing to do with Dracula. Uh, it's it's a vampire movie that I kept hearing about over and over. So this year, I, I finally put it on the list for 31 Days of Horror and... We are all so happy you did. It reminded yes. me so much of The Room. So I had to figure out a way to, to you know talk about it more in depth other than just my crazy review. Which, I don't know if anyone caught this, um, on the 31 Days of Horror, which by the way ends tomorrow. Uh, it's, happy, well, it's the day before Halloween. But on the Vampire's Kiss 1, I, this is the only one that I added a little bit of extra audio um, to at the end. So it's the yeah. only one that's unique slightly. Um, anyway, the uh, synopsis is... After an encounter with a neckbiter, a publishing executive thinks that he's turning into a vampire. So let's play that trailer. How was your weekend? It's all right, you know. There's nothing earth shattering. He was an ordinary guy. Morning, everyone. Morning. Looking for an extraordinary love. I'm Peter Lowe. Rachel. I brought this girl up to my place the other night. It started with a kiss. Really hot. A very special kiss. You wanted her very badly. Yeah. A kiss that could drive you mad. I hate interrupted love affairs, don't you? Yep, 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 yep. It's affecting his work. There you are! It's a horrible, horrible job. And you have to do it. It's ruining his appetite. My next appointment with you is uh, Tuesday afternoon. I'd like to make it sooner. It's spoiling his sleep. Sooner. And don't think people haven't noticed. Am I getting through to you, Alva? He is so eccentric. My, my. For Peter Lowe. Oh, sooner. That's just love. Love? Love. In the big city. Yeah! Don't laugh. I'm a professional. I don't laugh. I'm a vampire! I'm a vampire! I'm a vampire! <laughs> Nicholas Cage. The tortures of the damned! 
Maria Conchita Alonso. Shoot it. Do it or I'll fire you. Do you understand? Not the floor, Alba. And Jennifer Beals. You are so pathetic. Vampire's Kiss. Strange stuff. I'll never do that again. Jeez. All right, we are all we are all laughing at that one. This is one of the best <laughs> movies ever made. People, you must go watch. Wow, wow, okay. If, I love hearing that. Go if you don't go and get with all of your college roommate friends from you know from college and reunite with them and watch this movie and like laugh hysterically at what the heck is going on, you're missing out on life. So do because, you do you think? I mean, do you agree? It's like like the room does it remind you of the room at all like how yeah yeah it's it just does. bonkers like the dialogue makes no sense the act i i, I don't get it <laughs> it's, it's uh, okay it's not as far gone as the room though it's more comprehensible like i i get I, it's almost like <laughs> i don't know it, if i agree with to me, it's it's the american psycho uh of vampire movies but also not done well like you know that movie because it's just it's just like this normal guy who loses his mind and thinks he's a vampire like christian bale loses his mind and thinks he's a serial killer but he's not at the end okay but but did what actually happened i am confused about the for real like does he is it entirely in his head that's what i took from it i think he like had had that saucy encounter with jennifer beals which by the way she's way too good for this movie i don't yeah (laughs) it's ridiculous it was funny seeing it was funny seeing somebody acting so well yeah, the Nicholas Cage insanity for sure. I know Where, how, she fell so far between Flashdance and Vampire's Kiss, um, <laughs> but but I guess they she I, I don't know. Yeah, I mean about I, I thought it was really happening, and then halfway through, it was like he was not only imagining the therapist but also her. But then, can we talk for a second about? What happened in the club scene? This is a little yeah. bit of a spoiler. Yeah, go, let's go for spoilers on this one. This may make people want to watch it. So, yeah. I mean, he really killed somebody. <laughs> like he, with his. But he, did, he, did he, that yeah. really happen? Because they did. They didn't treat it like it did. I thought it did because he was. He still had the blood on his mouth and everything when he was having the imaginary conversation with the therapist at the end. So I thought that really happened, but he imagined like being the vampire. <laughs> I don't know, Mark. What, 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 what did you guys? What did you think? Yeah, I mean, I I agree that they didn't clarify the ambiguity of of what really happened or not. But the room is like the room is like a madman's fever dream versus this. uh, We can kind of argue what did it happen in his head or in his mind. But at least we know the plot points of the movie and how the characters are connected. Yeah. So. <laughs> and what was his accent too? Like, yeah, that's. A, yeah. I don't understand the accent. I don't know the nineteen nineteen eighties Cajun accent. Yeah. So the therapist. Very strange. Okay, so therapist only existed in his head. He. What about like the fake bat that came in his window and he was talking about it like sexually? <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I yeah, didn't really. I thought that really happened, and that kind of set off his whole like, "Oh, I'm I'm kind of into this," and it was like an imaginary fantasy in his mind. The the whole vampire thing based on that initial act. <laughs> yeah, okay. that set it all in motion. All right, oh, no. all right. Well, <laughs> so I I was reading that um, the, the 
you know, the part at the end where he's on the street asking people to, like, stake him and kill him and all that. Uh, apparently, a lot of that, those weren't actors. Like, he was going up to strangers on a street and they were right. shooting it from far away to get their unscripted reactions. <laughs> it looked pretty authentic. <laughs> so, it looked pretty authentic. I don't know why. <laughs> um, this, oh, man, this is so such so terrible. But it, you should, you need to watch it because it is, it's funny. Uh, I, I kept reading online that because it's it had its 30th anniversary last year, and I kept reading that people think it's <laughs> way ahead of its time, or it was way ahead of its time. And uh, I like your review, Dua. It's still way ahead of its yeah. time. There was uh, a, guy, a guy at my work actually said that he's like, yeah, it must still be way ahead of its time. I don't get it. <laughs> and it's true. <laughs> now, now going back and talking about it, when you start analyzing it, it actually sounds like an intelligent film. We're like, did it happen in his head? Was it this? Was it? You know, uh, or even the fact that he ate that roach and they really did that, uh, that yeah. you could say that, you know, Renfield did that in the all the other Dracula uh-huh. movies. So that's kind of inspired, I guess. The his walk in the club at the end, you know, his crazy Nicolas Cage look he was doing uh, like Nosferatu. He was inspired mm-hmm. by that. So he there there is a lot going on. It's just collectively terrible i don't, I don't even yeah. i don't know there's a lot of heart you can tell they were really trying and making a product that they wanted to make it wasn't like they were that they were going half tilt they were like they were all in on oh, whatever they were yeah. trying to achieve that, that but, accent yeah. though that accent drove me yeah. nuts all throughout because it reminded it's me funny. of keanu reeves accent a little bit the it's almost like a, a fake british accent yeah yes yeah. i i don't know yeah. uh, but but, he, but i kind of liked it because it's this guy going crazy who's not really British and he's not really a vampire. And so he's kind of like has this weird accent because he's a weird guy and he's like, I don't know. Yeah. He's not well read. Oh, and can we also talk about the file folder? With <laughs> so the, Alva! <laughs> oh, and so, so the main conflict between him and his secretary is this file that she can't find. And this is like, Three weeks and she hasn't found it yet. It's like, I'm so sorry, sir, but, you know, I've been very busy looking for other files that I haven't been able to find your file yet. Like, how? And then, really? Well, hold on. Now, this is, this is going to be an awkward transition, but then he rapes her. He chases her down yeah. and rapes her and they just gloss over it. I mean, she cries, but they it, I, I, it's just bizarre. Like even that, I wasn't sure if it happened. Well, he—I don't think he, did he fully rape her, or he attacks her and then she shoots him with the blanks. I thought, and then he he freaks out and thinks he's invincible, and that's what that was kind of cool too. Like she put these blanks in this gun to defend herself against this her boss who's getting creepier and creepier, and he finally attacks her and she like shoots at him with the blank, and he thinks he's invincible and a vampire, and therefore that's the evidence that he's a vampire. But I don't—I don't think it was. It was he did attack her, right? So I'm not I'm not uh, minimalizing it, but no, and I'm not saying you are. I just I, I wasn't sure what happened because it felt like the film just kind of yeah. glossed over that. Right, right, right. They didn't make you're right. They didn't make it clear that right, and then it's like <laughs> he's still demanding things of her, and it just uh, it was it just was weird, and it got icky, and then I wasn't sure what to think, and yeah, then and that and that's and, the main plot actually because it's, it's it's they're the main characters, and then it's like her brother, you know. All that, it just, I don't know. It 
there was, I, I kept waiting for there to be this big aha moment about like what this little side plot, even where it was going, why it was in there. And I guess it was just a catalyst for the brother to, you know, rise to her defense and Avenger and like go stake Nicolas Cage. But <laughs> it was, it was so insane because at the beginning, it, because you hear, so Nicolas Cage is having her search for this file folder and he's being a total jerk about it. And Am I getting then, through to you? Oh. Alba! <laughs> and then, but but he, he calls the guy, his you know, the boss who's like in charge of this contract that she's searching for. And you can hear him over the phone and you hear him say to Nick Cage, you know, oh, it doesn't matter. Like, you don't need to find the file. It's totally fine. Take as long as you want. And then he pretends to alva for some reason he just goes on for the rest for the next 45 minutes like still making her really do it and it's why now we would also be remiss if we didn't talk about the meme scene where he you know this his face he makes has become a meme and when i watched it i was actually really impressed because he holds that weird face (laughs) for like a full two minutes as he's talking to her it's like oh i thought it was just going to be like a flash micro expression that that they caught in the meme but no it's like a full two minutes that he's like Mm -hmm. holding this expression and deriding her (laughs) yeah that's great it's insane all right let's move on Okay. Uh, so this will be uh, Bram Stoker's Dracula, which Kelly is going to read you the synopsis and then we'll play the trailer. Okay. All right. From 1992, the centuries-old vampire Count Dracula comes to England to seduce his barrister, Jonathan Harker's fiance Mina Murray, and inflict havoc in the foreign land. All right. Here we go. Here occurred the frightening and shocking history of Prince Dracula and the woman he loved. I have crossed oceans of time to find you. Yeah. Dracula. There's a sinister, darker side to him. I find irresistible. Met any man with such a passion for life. He is unlike any man. What are you? Vampires do exist. This one we fight, this one we face. It can take on many forms. He is both young and old. He can appear as mist, as vapor, as the fog. And he can vanish at will. Oh, my love. The power of his evil desire has no end. You've got to go to him. You've got to love him. She is a willing recruit and devoted disciple. She is the devil's concubine. Jackal! Join me. In eternal life. Your salvation is his destruction. I want to be what you are. I want to see what you see. I want to love what you love. Take me away from all this death. (laughs) 
make no mistake, he must be stopped. And there we have Keanu Reeves' best performance to date. From Stoker's <laughs> Dracula. He's honestly if it uh, go ahead, Mark. It's your we Kelly and I reviewed this movie. What do you what do you think? We reviewed it in the past. Uh, well I, just about I, I didn't say that again. You're cutting out a little bit. Oh, uh, sorry. I would say that Kelly and I, I I feel like longtime fans know what we think. So I <laughs> just want a little bit of fresh perspective on it, Mark. Uh, well, in terms of Keanu Reeves, I didn't hate his performance as much as some people tend to. He wasn't; he still wasn't the best cast, but uh, I read something that everybody kept expecting him just to say dude at the end of all of his lines. Yeah, uh, he's kind of the worst part of this movie. I kind of think if he wasn't in it, maybe it'd be a lot better. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I don't like this movie at all. Every time I want to love it. That, I was just saying when that trailer was playing... The trailer makes it look like an amazing movie. Uh, it really does. And all the big actors in it, Gary Oldman. Yeah. This is – a lot of people say this is the their definitive Dracula. They they think Gary Oldman's the best Dracula. And I – you know well, – go ahead. What don't you like about it? I – it just – it's just bonkers. It's – it's – the tone is really goofy to me. It's just – I never quite – it's never quite right. Doesn't ever feel super scary to me. Um, really? Yeah. Kelly, go ahead. Rom Stoker's back, Dracula. Back me up on this, Kelly. Because the, the. Well, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead, Kelly. What do you think? I, I agree with Charles. I, I, I love to hate on this movie. I, I've seen it many times. It's terrible every time. I, I just nothing about it really lands for me. I actually I don't like Gary Oldman at all. <laughs> I don't as either. Dracula. And, and it, I don't know if it's because of his costuming or just the way he acts. I mean, I know the costuming is not his fault, but it's just very strange. Like his little John Lennon glasses <laughs> and the, the you know, crimped hair. And I, I know this is not unique to Bram Stoker's Dracula, but I hate the dracula as love story thing i don't know i guess we all just decided that that was what we wanted the story to be and so that's what it always is forevermore now but but that's added for the movie right the book does not have any of that right right no it's not like there's no tragic romance there's no reincarnated love and so it's just they really turn that up to 11 in this movie too which i think is another th- reason why i don't really care for it that much but you know what it reminds me of it reminds me of the Scarlet Letter with Gary Oldman, where it's like they took this classic and they went like sideways with it. Yes. But, but I think I like I think this movie pulled it off a little better because just the it's visually very stimulating and like the, all the little vignettes when he's on the train. Like I think Coppola did a good job stylistically and the the way he separated the shadows from the bodies in those scenes where Dracula, where he first meets Keanu Reeves, uh, yeah. uh, Harker. And he's like the shadows on the thing and you think it's him, but then he moves away from the shadow and like comes around to the other side. Like a lot of the supernatural elements were really well filmed and the use of color was really vivid. And yeah, it, it is. And I, I yeah, I agree with all that. Uh, 
and and actually, I was going to say, Kelly, I, this, going back to that um, that angry video game thing, the Cinemassacre video, where he can he was comparing all the different Dracula movies to the novel, and out of like all, he reviewed I think twelve of them, and this was like really other than the love story at the beginning, it was really close to the book. There was only like one other out of that set that he thought was a little bit closer. He thought this. They really threw in a lot of the elements, like and used them well. So yeah, I still. I mean, that's I re- valid. But I remember being freaked out by the three sisters scene in the book when they come and visit him in the middle of the night through the window, and that was that's in the movie too. But yeah, some of it. I mean, they, yeah, that's that's fair. I'll I'll agree with that. But but yeah, I, just, I, I still the, don't like the love it. story dominates so much of it, and I. Uh, he's supposed to be like this ultimate evil. He's not supposed to be sympathetic or in love with Winona Ryder or any of these things. And it's just like some of it's kind of too over the top for me. Like I I see what you're saying about the, the overlays and some of the, the saturated colors and the the interesting visuals. But like um, in the train, it was like the mountains on eyeballs, on parchment paper, on, (laughs) you know, it it is like, there are too many layers. Yeah, It's very lush. Very it lush. Is very lush. It's almost too lush for my eyeballs to handle. Um, so then, okay. So if if Dracula isn't the protagonist, then would it be Mina? Like in terms of like a hypothetical movie, would you make Mina the main character? And what would be the storyline? Like Dracula's the villain. Um, I mean, I just I wish they would have just kept it as like the, the book. book. Like he he's. I mean, she she is she factors hugely into his into his like he does kind of initiate her transition into becoming a vampire and uses her to like control her to see where they are and um and all that but there's no love connection so i think he just i think that would have been interesting enough on its own yeah for him to kind of infiltrate their group and make them wonder you know whether he's spying on them at all times or like wonder whether she's going to turn on them or wonder whether they're going to have to kill Mina. you know it's i just didn't think they needed that yeah that yeah it struck me that for like especially for this movie winona Ryder's character is kind of like it's the choice between a, a mild common life and dracula who's this kind of more passionate adventure and more animalistic literally the animalistic side of of mm-hmm. humanity I kind of like that. It's the theme. As evidenced by their sensual wolf petting. <laughs> and their hands are like overlapping on the wolf's fur because they're so animalistic. They're so out of control. <laughs> do you think the uh, the original Nosferatu, even though it was unauthorized, do you think it was closer to the book? Uh, no, probably no. not. Because, I mean, they didn't really have the love story there. It was just, it was you know, more about him coming to London and all that stuff. True. It was just so condensed, though, that one was. Yeah. I was going to ask, um, before we move on, like, have have has anybody done this successfully where they're taking, like, this iconic movie like the uh, 1931 Dracula and remaking it? Like, has that ever been really su- as successful as the original or or even like a classic that they've never really done right? Like, they've never really gotten Frankenstein right. Mm-hmm. They never, you know, they keep remaking Dracula, but it's never as good. You mean you like think of a time... specifically from a, a novel or do you just mean like another classic yeah. movie? Okay. Or or another classic movie. Well, because I was going to say the the Thing, I think the Thing remake in the 80s was great. Yeah. That's one yeah. of my favorites. <laughs> Excuse me. Sorry. 
Um, hmm. I don't know. That's a really it, good question. It just, Mark. it just makes me wonder why they keep. I guess it's a cash cow, but just why they would keep redoing this and all these different iterations well, when yeah. they got it so well with Bella Lugosi's. Well, and there's, but there's yeah. not. And the thing is, there's not. There's not much more they can do with Dracula. Like I, I you know. They would have. They almost have to go in a completely different direction to make it good, uh-huh. and then you're going to fall flat on your face. I think because it's going to be so weird. Yeah, I have not seen uh, Dracula Untold. That's kind of one of the more recent ones. I saw that actually. Um, it wasn't bad. Did as they did as... they expand on a lot of it? Is that what the whole thing was? To give more backstory? Um, kind of. Yeah, it's about like how Dracula became Dracula, and they do tap into the tragic love elements was but that, it's uh, was that fassbender that played him in that no I it was something else um it was the guy who played bard in the hobbit movies i always forget what his name is yeah he's, and he's also in the beauty and the beast movie right isn't he yes yeah. gaston luke yeah, evans is yeah luke evans yeah. Mm-hmm. okay yeah, yeah. anyway yeah, all right it's not bad actually are you guys ready to move on to our last one of the night? Yeah, speak, sure. last one of the night. Okay, this is uh, you, Mark, for the synopsis, I believe. Yeah, I was going to say, speaking of weird, uh, Asia Argento stars in horror legend Dario Argento's sexy spin on the classic tale about the sharp-toothed count who craves human blood. <laughs> Here's the trailer. <laughs> is always very attentive to his guests. Girls of her age have a tendency to be a bit too forward. The creature is not human. It is a vampire. They sometimes transform their victims. It gives them extreme power. How can you defeat a monster like that? There are ways. And that was Dracula in three dimensions. Uh, I just showed my students. This is a complete tangent, but my students, the uh, Treehouse of Horrors Simpsons episode where Homer gets 3D'd. Have you all seen that yeah, one? Yeah, yeah. No. I those. Anyway. Uh, all right. So do you do you guys want to trash on this movie and then I defend it a little bit? Or do you want me to defend it a little bit well, first? Well, and actually, I, we haven't really been saying this, but just so we're clear. Dracula from 31, that's our good pick. We collectively yep. picked. Uh, Vampire's Kiss and Bram Stoker's Dracula were both our ugly picks for this. This is our bad pick. Um, I, I, unless Mark Mark uh, may surprise us all, but this is collectively what we were going to say. Go ahead with that little <laughs> caveat. Yeah. I don't know. I This was more watchable than a bad movie for me. 
I would put it in the ugly category only because it was such a singular experience watching this. <laughs> I don't even want to call it. I don't even want to call it a movie because it it didn't feel like any movie I'd ever watched before. There was such a heavy reliance on on uh, computer graphics like yeah. CGI that it felt like its own kind of movie. It it's weird. It's almost like its own weird like, genre. Terrible of like, CGI. Terrible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To be clear, terrible CGI. Okay. But they were like, but they threw all their chips down on they this. Did. And they were like, they you really know what? We're freaking going for it. <laughs> and so like like Charles mentioned, the lighting's kind of weird because oh, of it. And that, that you, that's the feels, biggest problem I have yeah. with this movie. Actually, seriously, because every scene is not scary because it's lit so strangely like day for night and it's just all flat weird lighting but i kind of liked it i don't know i kind of just i enjoyed watching i almost i'm like at first i thought this was must be the wrong movie that i was watching because it felt like a like a youtube (laughs) video short that somebody did and it just kept going right like i don't know it's It's from dario argento this is the guy that did suspiria Come on. Yeah. He's known yeah. for like his, the flair and how flashy his movies, like they look amazing and the colors and all that. And then this comes along and it, you're right. It looks like a student film in the worst possible meaning of that. If that yeah. doesn't offend students, it, it's, it, it's terrible. It was very colorful though. I mean, I, it, it was saturated times 10, but the owl, the owl swooping guys. That's, so to- Toby that and I watched favorite. this together and he's the one that noticed this. So in this version, Dracula turns into all kinds of different creatures, even a praying mantis at one point. And then a huge praying mantis, like which, a eight foot tall praying mantis. Which I don't know if that's in the book or not. But um, he turns into everything but a bat. Everything but a bat in this movie. He turns yeah. into an owl. He, a flying creature, he's an owl. It's like, it's like they couldn't get a copyright to use a bat, which makes no sense. <laughs> Like, why was he an owl? I, I don't just hit reverse. Are you were you suggesting that in Bram Stoker's novel Dracula he turned into a praying mantis, <laughs> an eight foot praying mantis? I'm saying I oh, that was in there, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying I don't know. He did. They do. He did turn into a wolf, and like Dracula can turn into a wolf. Well, that's what I was novel. asking. But in this one, yep. he's a he. What is he? He was a, he's a bunch of flies. He's a praying mantis. Yeah. He's an owl. What else was he? He, he, he was more than that, I think. Yeah, I can't, I'm trying to remember. It's, it was funny it was, because the the night before I watched this, I just had watched, I had rewatched the episode of Buffy where her teacher turns into a praying mantis. And so that I, I saw this and, and like when the praying mantis scene happened, I was like, you have to be kidding me. How is this possible? <laughs> Do praying manti in two days. <laughs> And there, but there's a lot of talent involved with this movie. Rutger Hauer. Yeah. Uh, again, Dario Argento. I, I don't get it. I kind of like Rutger Hauer in it, though. I have to be honest. He was. He's good in everything. But I mean, the, the, again, this is it, the look of it just completely con- is contrasted with the, the rest of it. I, I don't get it. Like, how do well, you how do you the- get all these people involved with it? All these great big names. And then you have it look the way it does and have the effects the way it does. Well, I think too, part of it's the character work was terrible. There was like very little character development or motivations yeah. going on. Like the writing was horrible uh, in terms of that. And, and they, 
I mean, it was in English, but it, it looked like the audio was also very poor, like and poorly dubbed over, poor like ADR and looping, and it so it almost made it feel like a foreign film or you know a mm-hmm. non English language film, which is bizarre. I wondered for the first few minutes of the movie if it was for that reason, and that's it, it's yeah it. I, I don't I don't understand that at all. It, that that makes no sense to me. And then on top of it, there's kind of a an ick factor for me because you know Asia Argento is his daughter and he's got her like naked in the movie which is kind of weird like I, I don't know I that's pretty weird yeah yeah which which one was she was she Mina I don't know she's the I one that it. turns into a vampire and remember she's getting a bath and they notice like the bites on her leg oh, it's okay. like it just felt like gratuitous nudity yeah and I don't know even the yeah, even if it wasn't his daughter, like all of the nudity in this movie felt kind of gratuitous. I mean, in the first two minutes of the movie, there was already yeah. like I know it just jumps right into it. Yeah, so to speak. Um, yeah, I, just like cheap, like all together, all around cheap. Right, the graphics were cheap, the characters were cheap, the nudity was gratuitously cheap. I don't know, it's weird. It's sort of it reminded me in a few different ways of like a cheap knockoff of Bram Stoker's Dracula. <laughs> like some of That's the pretty casting, what it was pretty much. Yeah. I guess it, some of the same. It was like it was almost as if they were going for a similar stylistic feel, but they didn't do it as well. And this is from someone who doesn't even like that movie. But and, and the casting, um, Mina reminded me a lot of Winona Ryder. Um, mm-hmm. Rucker Hauer reminded me a lot of. Uh, Anthony, Anthony Hopkins. Hopkins. It was just, I don't know, but but I have to say I did like. Um, I'm blanking on his name, but the, the man who played Dracula, I thought he was a pretty interesting Dracula. So he, um, I didn't realize at first, but he. Have you guys seen the the pianist with uh, Adrian yeah. Brody? Yeah. So he's the mm-hmm. German guy that takes him in in that movie. Oh, you know what I'm talking yeah. about when he when he's yeah. hiding. Yeah, that's the guy, and he's great in that movie. So. He also yeah. he also reminded me a lot of Liam Neeson. He looked like ne- Liam Neeson yeah, a lot in this yeah. movie. So, yeah. so you have again, that's something else you have going. All these really good pieces. I don't know. I I just don't know how it was made. Like I, I just feel like that all of those should have someone along the way should have said, "Wait, I'm turning into a praying mantis and I'm attacking." <laughs> what am I doing? <laughs> yeah. It's Dario Gento. You can't tell him that. You can't question him. And even the gore felt out uh, of place. Like there was only like a there was a couple like really gory scenes like when Dracula uh-huh. attacks people yeah. that felt so far removed. I don't. Which was kind of cool to me because it, it was shocking that you know it was kind of subdued, 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 and then he like goes brutally murderous mm-hmm. on everybody. Uh, but and, and uh, like to be clear, I was engaged because there was a lot of movement. Like. It was really fast paced. Like I felt like they could have taken more time to develop scenes, but it was like all these little. It felt like, like I said, it felt like shorts put together. But it did keep me watching. I was never bored. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's true. I guess I I was definitely not. And 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 I agree, Mark. When I was watching it, I, I was thinking, man, maybe we should have put this as ugly. But I just I just don't like it enough to eat. It's not something I would want to watch again. I don't think we could put it in ugly because I don't think it's a movie. <laughs> I yeah. think it's something else entirely. It's some weird hybridized something. Mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah, I definitely couldn't compare it to anything else, I don't think. I don't know. And, and, and for the record, it was not 
these picks were all on our list, 31 Days of Horror, except for this one. This one would have been a runner-up. I, I almost thought about adding it. And, and for the record, I'm I'm considering doing a part two of Vampire Edition for 31 Days of Horror. Ooh. I don't know. We get to talk about what we're going to do next year because there's so many other vampire movies we didn't pick on this and uh, put on this list, including yeah. John, Carpenter, John Carpenter's Vampires. Go ahead, I got to do a shout out to uh, what we do in the shadows, which is brought to you by a lot of the creative minds that did um, Flight of the Concords. It's really good. It's really Ooh. funny. The series is uh, pretty good, too. Yeah. But uh, going back to Dracula 3D, I was going to mention the, uh, you know, that bald menacing guy that was like one of Dracula's lackeys, uh-huh. main lackeys. I like that uh, there's all this buildup and he comes and attacks Van Helsing and Van Helsing instantly just shoves him into the into a wall and kills him. Like, wait, what? Yeah. Yeah. That was supposed to be the big payoff fight scene with this Van Helsing mm-hmm. and the lackey and he just yep. kills him instantly. But yes, no, I agree. Yeah, anyway. it, it did feel like he was just kind of taking one person out at a time really brutally, really quickly. <laughs> Did y'all think it took the vampires kind of an awkwardly long time to die once they were <laughs> on fire or staked or whatever? Well, you got to get all those good graphics in of the melting <laughs> of the flames and the ash and then the so ash true. showing the thousand pieces. <laughs> the realistic flame effects. <laughs> oh, so my God. Bad. They paid... They paid that graphics company. <laughs> They're going to get their 45-second death. <laughs> so bad. All right. Uh, I, I know we haven't really talked about this. Whose uh, episode is next uh, for next month? Do you have your topic you want to do? I do. Y'all ready? I'm ready. Yeah. All right. For, for uh, November, for Thanksgiving, we're giving thanks to Johnny Depp characters. So okay. we're going to do movies that feature a... Johnny Depp, not just Johnny Depp, but a, a character that he like delves into and is very, what would you call that? Like not method acting, right? But uh, I, I don't even know what his style is, but yeah. Go. Right. All right. So my picks are uh, Pirates of the Caribbean, Curse of the Black Pearl, 2003, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, 2005, <laughs> and Mordecai, 2015. <laughs> Quick question, Mark. Yes. Do you hate us? <laughs> <laughs> uh, we we kind of mentioned – I mentioned my thoughts on Charlie and the Chocolate Factory back in the uh, Tim Burton episode. So uh, I just couldn't get away without without doing the talk on I it. have not seen Mordecai because I've heard nothing but terrible things. So we'll, <laughs> we'll see. Uh, but I, I, I take your point now of what exactly – because he's fully immersed in those roles. That's, right. yeah. he's, he's not Johnny Depp. Um, Let's call it an immersive Johnny Depp character. Yeah, okay, yeah. okay. Immersive. I like that. All right. Uh, and as we mentioned, 31 Days of Horror ends tomorrow because it's Halloween. So that's a, I think it's been another successful year. We, we've had a lot of fun yeah. doing it. Uh, yeah. Kelly made the graphics, which is awesome. They, I really liked them. Uh, Thanks, guys. Yeah. And so, uh, like I said, next year, we haven't really decided what we're going to do. Um, so if you guys have any thoughts, send us comments, whatever. If you want us to do certain genres or if you'd rather us go back to doing random movies again uh, okay and a uh, a shout out to garrett who is uh commenting on the show he said what was the show oh the dracula the new B- the new bbc series oh, bbc he says the new bbc series might do dracula justice um okay. and, and in fact uh going back to that uh cinemassacre thing where he compared all the dracula movies there was a bbc dracula i think from the i don't know i want to say from the 70s maybe that that uh, they said was the most accurate to the book. And uh, Bram Stoker's Dracula was the second most accurate. 
And uh, the Gozi, oh. the Gozi version wasn't even close. It was way down because he apparently changed a lot. So, um, anyway, all right. Well, cool. That's uh, anything else you guys want to say? Uh, I guess happy Halloween for sure. Be yeah, safe tomorrow. Sure. Yeah, happy Halloween. If, Keep yeah. your cats indoors. Yeah, and dogs too. Yeah. Although no, I'm serious. Like apparently, like a lot of horrible kids attack cats on Halloween. Well, and I was gonna say, uh, just I was thinking more like Fourth of July, where all the all the noise and the fireworks and dogs yeah. don't like that. So, so, but you know, you never know what's gonna be going on with Halloween. So be safe yeah. out there, guys. It's pretty crazy. Yeah. Um, then, do you guys have a tradition? Do you guys um, watch any scary movies that you always have to watch on Halloween? No, well, we don't. We don't have a certain movie that we always watch every year, but we always do watch a scary movie. And we we, we usually like to do our um our stuff with friends or costume parties or whatever the weekend before. And then so on Halloween itself, we just like kick back and eat pumpkin seeds and answer the door for trick or treaters and watch something scary. So, um, tomorrow night we're going to be rewatching the shining. So I'm pumped for that. Oh, I I need to watch that. I, uh, just got my friend Robert got me the 4k version. Um, nice. And it is amazing. And that, so that's a movie I was, I was just talking to my wife about this. I, I used to not like Kubrick as much. I've really grown to appreciate him more um, as you kind of dive into what he did. Uh, and I used to not like The Shining at all. Um, but I've actually grown to think it's one of the best horror movies ever made. And and the 4K version is amazing. They went back and they restored it. It is it's it, it's awesome. The It really wow. makes the cinematography shine. So um, check it out because they also... Uh, uh, they in doing so they remastered the Blu-ray too. So even if you don't have 4K, the Blu-ray still looks a lot better because they cleaned up the original negative. So it's worth it. Nice. Okay. Nice. Cool. I'll have to invest in that because you know it's my my jam. Yeah. That. Uh, but I, I usually I was gonna say I usually watch the original Halloween. So uh, that's probably what I'll be nice. doing tomorrow sometime. I always gotta put that on. And mm-hmm. a movie you hate, I, I love uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. So <laughs> I do love that movie. I try to watch those yep. every year. So. All right, guys. We're gonna watch, uh, we watch Charlie and the Chocolate Factory every year. So, <laughs> actually, actually, I was gonna say when, when you said for Thanksgiving, Mark, I thought you were gonna say Thanksgiving. Oh uh, no, 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 no! Uh, yeah, we should have. Uh, that's the yeah. Let's do it. Gobble, Let's just gobble. do Thanksgiving full episode on Thanksgiving. <laughs> it's worth it. Don't no. tip Charles. He'll, he'll, he'll go for it. I will go for it. You, you got, you're the one that showed me that movie. For you and uh, Aaron showed yeah, me first yeah. That reminds we'll me how we met. We'll yeah. All right. All right. Well, guys, well, uh, I guess you can, uh, you can check us out at it's uh, just awesome.com or on iTunes and Twitter at good, bad podcast. All one word. So once again, happy Halloween. All happy right. Halloween. Thanks, guys. Have a good one.